when did the McMurrays get into wedding planning? I wrote in all caps, pick a lane. Are you a wedding venue now? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark review podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. Today, we're sharing our thoughts on episode eight of Ride, Speak Now, or Forever Hold Your Peace. Alternate title, Too Long Didn't Read. Totally. If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, you can find us on Instagram. We are Girls Gone Hallmark and Megan and Wendy. Jump into our Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark. Well, you know, we don't talk a whole lot about Riot over there because uh, I don't think a lot of people are watching it. Rumor has it there was a post about Ride this week and many people said they had quit after a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. You can also email us at meganandwindy at gmail.com. With this writer's strike going yeah. on, right? And I, it was Nina Weinman Swift said on social media right that hallmark had been stockpiling holiday scripts yeah but how many i wonder well and you know they're never gonna tell us i know but like over the last several years haven't they been pushing the number of christmas movies from 25 to 30 to 42 or whatever it is there's no way they have that many right I would say two things. One, obviously, Hallmark is not the only network that's going to be struggling with this. And while Hallmark is always like, we have the most, I think everyone's going to struggle with this. I would be shocked if Hallmark is able to put out the number of movies they have in the past unless there is a resolution to the strike soon. But I do think it's possible that in addition to stockpiling scripts, that maybe they have scripts that never got made. I mean, how many scripts have they acquired that never went through? Oh, no. And then we might get those. I am going to say, from the point of a viewer, Hallmark, I understand you want that sweet, sweet ad money that you can get running three movies a weekend, but quality over quantity is a good lesson to focus on here. And if you have to postpone the launch don't show your Christmas movies in October. Pre-Halloween. Maybe, maybe wait until Thanksgiving weekend to launch it. I don't know. Indeed. This whole thought came to mind because I was thinking how much we love The Way Home, but we're not going to get a new season of The Way Home unless it's already written. Oh, for sure. Not and for a while. I, not for a while. I would... I think originally was anticipating that we would get it in January next year, like Mm. we did this year. Uh And I'm like, I don't think that's going to happen. And second, they haven't even announced if Ride got picked up for a second season. If we get another season of Ride, it's definitely not going to be for a while. Right. And that's going to be the case with a number of things. It's going to be a bleak fall TV season, I think. The reality. I mean, did you see that ABC announced they're doing a Bachelor senior version? Oh, my gosh, stop it right now. That makes me so sad. And I bet it's my age, too. They're calling it The Golden Bachelor. This article from Variety says, It seems the writer's strike pushed ABC over the edge as the network is now <laughs> leaning heavily on unscripted content, bolstering their fall 2023 schedule with reality shows. I feel like The Golden Bachelor is just a super sign of the times. It's like the first sign of the writer's strike apocalypse yes <laughs> totally hey you want to talk viewership for ride i do sunday's episode came in 37 out of 150 it had a little less than 1.1 million viewers 
which is an actual increase from the week before. Hmm. And we also saw an increase to 0.10 of the demographic. They're holding strong. I mean, the viewership's not dropping off. No, but I, unfortunately for you, (laughs) you know, I feel a little bit bad. And let me say, like, we mentioned in our Facebook group, we were talking about Ride. And some people were like, "Uh, I never, never continued watching after episode three, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I have to watch for my job. (laughs) And then I was like, I hope it gets canceled. And I feel bad saying that because there's people who work on these movies, these are their livelihood and whatever. Maybe I don't hope it gets canceled. I just hope that the problems get fixed. Yeah. With the show. And I was like, maybe it's me. Because like I've said for many weeks, that this show doesn't leave me with like a weekly cliffhanger, like uh, a uh-huh. bingeable show. Uh-huh. And maybe I'm just programmed that way to consume my entertainment that way. So maybe I need to just switch it back a little bit and just be like, I, I have to take it as like one episode at a time. Yeah. Maybe it's okay to not enjoy something. It's not Thank a you. it's not a moral failing to not like it. I will say episode eight was a better episode. A thousand percent agree. Enjoyed this episode. I'm glad to hear it. All right, you want to jump into it? Sure. Let's talk about the number of storylines in this episode. Okay. There were many. A lot going on, and it takes place over the course of a day. <laughs> And another thing this show does that drives me crazy. Oh, that's what I wanted. Okay. This show, like we never, the time in space is very confusing Mm -hmm. in this show for me. Like, Mm -hmm. like you said, like all these events happen in one day, right? Mm -hmm. Well, listener Michelle had messaged us and she's like, I'm so confused. There's snow on the ground. When they're riding the horses. When they're riding the horses, which I think is a normal thing, like, right? People ride horses in the snow. Yeah, it's not a blizzard. There's like a patch of snow on the ground behind. Right. But we we are unfamiliar with like what kind of time frame are we working with? We nobody has ever like established that in this show, right? Yeah, we don't know the season. I got to admit the snow did not throw me. However, I did once I saw that comment, I've done a lot of thinking about it. So, I think a couple of things. One, it could be fall, right? Heading into winter. We're in Colorado. I think Colorado has a really long snow season. Like it's not out of the ordinary to get snow in fall and snow into spring. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I also think Missy made the comment like, oh, I like riding in the high country on the morning of my wedding too. So maybe where they're riding is like they've ridden at a slightly higher elevation. Remember Mm. being in Oregon in the summer and there was a patch of snow on the ground at the top of that mountain? I remember being in snow during the summertime in Oregon. Yes. A couple of years ago. Yeah. Yes. So perhaps that's just a higher elevation that she was at and there's a little patch of snow. Yeah. But where do they film this at? It's in Canada somewhere though. Editor's note, this show is filmed in Alberta, Canada. So I think it benefits the show if they don't establish like what time of year it is Mm -hmm. because they're working with the weather elements there you know what I mean so I'm nitpicking here yeah I'm not sure it matters if there's snow on the ground I really I don't think it matters yeah okay so moving on to the storylines back to the storylines first we have the booker wedding and the runaway bride yeah right we have cash val missy love triangle yes we have the questionable is Booker trying to bamboozle Isabel. Mm-hmm. Cody and Isabel finally heat up a little bit. 
Yes. And finally, the return of the bad dude. Question, is that the bad guy with the neck tattoo? Tucker Clark, yes. Okay, and then we have maybe Val's secret identity is revealed. There's a lot happening in this episode. There is a lot happening in this episode. And you know, that's my biggest complaint is that nothing happens in these episodes. <laughs> yeah, so, big change. So finally, okay, I, let's talk about the the first storyline, the Booker wedding. Uh-huh. And I have a question for you. When did the McMurrays get into wedding planning? I wrote in all caps, pick a lane. Are you a wedding venue now? I think this show, is it trying to do too much while also not doing enough? I don't know, right? Like, I think it's like they're throwing things at the wall in the show to see how they can save this ranch Mm -hmm. and so after having that gala at the ranch they're like oh well maybe we start being the premier venue in the location but again we just kind of get that information and exposition right it's just all of a sudden we're hosting a a wedding and by the way all of the ranch operations apparently cease that day and everyone in charge of running the ranch is now a wedding coordinator right and did I completely miss the whole reason why they were having the wedding there? Like, did, was uh, it established? Because Sophie, is that the little girl? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His niece, Gus's niece. Yes. Yeah. They said like, oh, it's because it's Sophie's favorite place. They made a comment coming off of the helicopter. Oh, okay. And speaking of the helicopter, I mean, I just don't understand. Well, I guess I do now. If Sophie, if that's Sophie's favorite place and we do things for our children... But these people are bazillionaires, right? Yes. (laughs) They come from oil. They're not going to have it on this broke down ranch. Well, unless the bride's daughter really wanted that. I guess. I guess now. Can we talk about Missy and Val? Sure. Fully dressed in black like they are planning to pass out hors d'oeuvres. Okay. I have to talk about the clothing here. Okay. Half the people are dressed for the wedding. Val is in her wedding outfit. Tuff is in a shirt and tie the entire time he's setting up. But like Missy's in jeans. Like I don't. Some of them are like fully ready the entire time they're preparing. And some of them are planning to change. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like how hard is it for Tuff to go throw on a shirt and tie after he's done all the sweaty work in the barn of moving liquor bottles and chairs? I don't. It's bizarre. Yeah. So yes, why is she all in black? I don't know. And then why are they fussing with this wedding dress? Why do they even take it out? <laughs> right? Like, I was thinking this through yesterday. I was like, okay, well, if the dress was delivered to the ranch, I can see how they were like, let's take it out of the box and put it on a mannequin so it's not wrinkled, this $35,000 dress. Why or would you even put it on a mannequin? Hang it up. Take it out of the box. It's on a hanger, I guarantee you. And hang it up. Where did they get a mannequin from? A dress form? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question because Valeria seems to have some talent in this area, but she's got a dress form hanging around. Okay, just don't touch the dress. You dummies. Of course something was going to happen to it. And could you not see this coming a mile away? Classic Hallmark. Hijinks. Yeah. So we got runaway sister. I can't even remember what her name is, but is it? Missy's place to discuss anything with the sister about her love for her fiance? Like, had she ever met this chick before? I don't think so. Are you telling me you're going to get into this deep conversation? Like, I feel like Missy is projecting onto this relationship, right? Yes. I did think the sister did not. 
I didn't disagree with Missy's assessment of the situation. Yes, but it's not Missy's place. No, shut your mouth. Yes. <laughs> and it's just like, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Uh, the, your daughter ran away in the car. Which, is this car storyline going to become something more? Because the bad guy, Tucker Clark. Eh, I think it just... That just served to remind us that this guy existed. And then at the end of the episode, we get that Valeria has some big reveal. I kind of think the car part is done. Okay, good. Well, she left in it. A $200,000 car, apparently. (laughs) I mean, dudes can charter a helicopter to fly to a ranch, so. Right. So when Missy breaks the news, I got to tell you, like, Daniel Booker, the dad, it was almost comical how he freaks the F out. Yes. He's like, we're out of here. This is on you, Missy. And Isabel, you got to deal with the wedding people. Like, what? So I fully agree. Daniel's like, what did you say to her? I wrote, Daniel, what the hell? And then, do you know how much business is going to cost me? <laughs> Ugh. I wrote, I hate these bookers. Yeah, I don't like them either. But I will tell you, I think casting is really great for Daniel Booker because he plays a really unlikable person. Like, oh, agree. To a it's, it's good casting. I did love the final booker scene at the wedding. The mother is talking to she talks to Missy and then she talks to Valeria and she's like talking about how she recognizes her. But when she's talking to Missy, Gus is standing outside and Daniel's in the car and he like rolls down the window and peeks out at them. It's hilarious. I think he's trying to be like, let's go. But he doesn't want to get involved. Anyway, there's just this little shot of Daniel peeking out the window of their car. Question, what car are they in? They arrived in a helicopter. I don't know. I'm sure they snapped their little money fingers and someone arrived for them. Mm-hmm. Uber XL. Let me tell you what I liked about this storyline. They had a whole little quick montage of Val fixing the dress. It was very pretty and pink when she was like sewing the dress and pinning the dress like with the music. I kind of loved it. Yeah, I like I like a montage. I like a montage too. Let me point out, you know, Valeria is a ranch hand, right? Yeah. Head ranch hand or whatever. I liked whatever she is. She works with her hands. Yeah. And while she was fixing this dress, like they showed her hands and I appreciated that she had like working hands. Like she didn't have a fresh manicure. I didn't notice. I doubt there was any thought put into that. <laughs> Other, But I was like, okay, that makes it a little believable to me that she actually works on this ranch. Yes. Do you want to talk about the love triangle? Okay, I do. Okay, go ahead. Earlier in this episode, Val is confiding in Missy about how she thinks something might be happening right after Cash has left their house. And Missy is so transparent. She's like, oh, you like Cash. It was not in the way a friend has a conversation with another friend about a love interest. Mm -hmm. It's in a digging way. And Valeria's like, well, I know it might be odd. And she's like, no. Oh, what are you talking about? I'm his coach. I'm like, Missy, no, you are a terrible actress in this moment and not on the show, but to your friend. I agree. I think they needed to establish that like Missy was not okay about it, but like in the know about it. Yeah. I feel like Valeria needed Missy's like approval Mm. before fully pursuing or going in on cash but now we're talking like weeks they've been going back and forth over flirting and whatever for weeks now so i'm not sure that valeria i think it's 
a nice move on Valeria's part that she clears it with Missy because obviously she's seen the way Cash looks at Missy. Yeah. But on the other hand, I don't think Missy has any rightful claim. It's not like she's dating her ex. Whether or not there's unresolved feelings there, Missy doesn't have any actual claim. Right. On Cash. Right. Now, I gotta tell you, I feel like Cash is a real dick in this episode. Oh, yeah. My heart broke for Valeria. They have this moment, right, where she's like, basically like, what are we doing? And he's like, I'm all in. They kiss. Yes. Then within a couple hours, he's like, best friends forever, Mm -hmm. you know, or something like that. And I was like, how heartbreaking. How heartbreaking. Yes. I wrote, oh, Val, with a heartbreak emoji next to it. She's just like collateral damage. Like, and it makes my heart hurt. You know, I have to say that I think that the demise of Gus and Missy and Cash and Valeria happened a lot faster than I thought it might. I thought Cash and Valeria would see it through to an actual relationship before it fell apart. Oh, interesting. Well, I think that's what they needed to do. Like, if you really want this love triangle to be like, if you want your viewers to be invested in it, it needs to be drawn out. Yeah, you need to to see them with the wrong people for a little while. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And here we, it's all happening in one episode. And even Gus, Gus is like, I need a break. Like, first of all, your sister running out on this wedding, it's not about you, dude. Like, he he was all like PTSD about it, right? Yes, what a disappointment, I said. I know, I know you've been like riding hard for Gus since the beginning of this show. Yeah, I like him. And for him to be like, I need a break now. Or I know he didn't say those words, but... It just was like, what does this have to do with you? Also, her fiance never shows up. Right. So they're like, apparently the wedding is about to start because she was getting into her dress, right? Like she was getting ready. They must be close. They're all at the venue, except for the fiance who's not there. But Gus has to be like the emotional collateral damage there. Mm -hmm. And then he blames Missy. Oh, is this all about you and your commitment issues? What the hell, Gus? Yeah. Yeah, so do you think, like, that's the end of Gus and Missy, then? I could see him coming back and apologizing. I hope Missy's like, I'm sorry, I can't be with anybody who would do that to me in an emotional moment. Like, put all that blame on me. I mean, I hope she does. I hope she does, too. But again, to your point, I do think we need to drag out the tension between Missy cannot be immediately available for cash. Right. I hope she's not. There's so many moments here, like, with... The ring box is back. And mm-hmm. she's like, it showed me that he knew me better than anybody else. And we see the night before Missy and Austin's wedding with Cash telling Austin, you don't even see her out of her relationship to him and bull riding. Like she exists to further his career and Cash mm-hmm. sees her for who she is. You don't love her the way she deserves to be loved, Cash says. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, in this scene here, in that flashback scene, Marcus Rossner is super gorgeous. Yeah, smoking hot. I mean, I was like really looking at him and I felt like uncomfortable. Like I was looking at a real person in real life, but it was on my TV. (laughs) And I was like, wow, he's got like these really nice dimples and scruff and a nice jawline. And I looked him up on IMDb because I was like, what do I need to watch him in? Because he's super fine. Uh But he doesn't have a ton of like, Hallmark movies like what how does the Hallmark community know him so well was he in the love club movie that we watched we just watched him in that romance to the rescue 
We watched I, that. Yeah, and maybe it's just the scruff. Maybe it's just this BDE energy BDE that he's got energy. going on. And I don't know. I don't know what it is. Oh, he was in Unreal. Oh, shocker. Oh, he was in Once Upon a Time. <laughs> a show I never seen. No, but he's got all of the Hallmark actor bingo card moments. <laughs> Can we talk about Gus being married really quickly? I just want to say what terrible friend or family member let him stand at the altar for 30 minutes <laughs> waiting for her to show up? You let him get to the altar and then stand there for 30 minutes? Yeah. Your family sucks. She's going to come. She's going to come any minute now. She's going to walk down the aisle. Moving on. Do we think Daniel Booker is trying to bamboozle Isabel for the naming rights? Do you think he's serious? Do you think he's just like, I'm going to throw this out here and see if this chick fights me because Hank's not available for filming today, so he's gone fishing. So... I'm just going to see what I can get away with. Some name recognition here. If that is the motive, that really pisses me off. Yeah. Well, one other motive is nice, though. There's no nice motive. No, there's no nice motive. But I was like, are you going to be slimy? Like, that's... I hate when white businessmen (laughs) who, like, take advantage of people. Sure. At the beginning... When they they have the plans for McMurray Stadium on the table, my first reaction to throw back to last week's episode when you said Austin's cheating is going to come back, my first reaction was, ooh, this might be a bad idea, naming it after themselves, right? Uh-huh. But then as soon as Daniel Booker comes through and calls it Booker Stadium, I immediately get defensive of their desire to name it McMurray Stadium. Yes, I feel the same way, but I... I feel that Isabel leaned in hard again in this episode about the reputation of the McMurrays. And I think it's going to come back and bite them in the butt. Austin's cheating. I think you're right. I just have a feeling, but I don't know, two episodes? Are we going to, I don't know. That could be a real cliffhanger moment. And I think Booker's going to go in for the kill in in that moment. He's going to, take their property or I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Something's going to happen. It's going to have to do something with that. I think Booker's just a, a bad guy. And his wife, I go back and forth on throughout the episode. Mm. But the moment that I strongly disliked her was as the bookers are arriving and Gus is introducing everybody to Missy. She goes, yes, dear. I've met your girlfriend many times on the computer. Not Hi, Missy. Nice to meet you like any normal human would behave. Uh-huh. Did you see that scene when she comes in and she's like, these chairs need to be a certain distance apart from each other or whatever? 33 inches. Excuse me. That's almost three feet. That doesn't even make sense. Okay, but the part that I mean, she's talking to Isabel and they walk over to this table. And she pours herself a glass of champagne and you see Isabel has an empty glass too. Like she goes to have it filled up and the lady doesn't fill it up and Isabel's <laughs> like okay this was funny it was funny it was like the to me there I was like I could be reading into it but like it this is where we have two different kind of people you have a very self-centered rich woman and then you have Isabel who's like a very of the people you know what I mean like we're gonna we're gonna break bread together we're gonna have a drink together and like talk about family or yes. whatever shall we talk about sweet Cody and Isabel I was so happy about this story. Oh, I'm so glad. It's an extremely slow burn. Yeah. But what I love about 
Cody is his presence and he is just someone that Isabel can trust and rely on. Yes. He's always there, right? Yes. And he's there for her. Everyone else has their own other agenda going on, even the kids. Mm-hmm. But he's only there for her. Mm-hmm. Now, two things. Uh, why would this guy be doing the floral arrangements for Very them? curious why he's even there. This is the horseshoer. I don't yeah. understand why he's there. But I'm glad. I'm happy that he came through. But you're telling me the bookers didn't hire a florist to, for this wedding? McMurray's, you need to have a wedding planning staff on hand. <laughs> you need to have a relationship with vendors. This is the florist we contract with. These are our caterers. Like, is she cooking all the food for this event? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. But but I loved at the end where he was like, you know, basically like, no, I I am asking you out. We I are going to, to do be this. My plus one. Yeah, that was real sweet. It was real sweet. Yeah, and I, I really liked that moment because he's been very respectful and very reactive. He doesn't make any first moves. And I liked in that moment where he made the moves. Now, let me tell you, earlier uh, I was poking fun at everybody wearing black like they were wearing their caterer outfits. Yeah. Isabel, too, had to toe black, but she looks smoking hot. Uh-huh. Nancy Travis looked really good. And we always see Isabel in, like, a flannel and jeans and, you know, very on the ranch. She looks real sexy here. Yeah, I did think a lot of their outfits were all for different occasions. Like, Mm -hmm. Valeria is wearing this, like, cocktail dress where Missy's dress is very, like, afternoon barbecue. Yes. (laughs) In the snow. Yes. I was like, what's happening here? I mean, they all looked good. I didn't hate Missy's dress, but I just thought, like, we're not all dressed for the same event here. Yes. And Missy's a former pageant queen. I mean, she knows how to dress. Return of the bad dude. Well, we already talked about this, really. Yes. He, did you notice that he had the buckle that Isabel noticed was missing? Oh, I was wondering. I couldn't figure it out. I was like, why is he showboating this buckle? Which was a scene that almost looked like he was going to grab his balls. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I do. I was like, what's happening here? But I didn't realize there was a missing buckle. Isabel had commented on it earlier when they were looking at the memorabilia. And she goes, oh, one's missing. And Mother Booker notes exactly which one is missing because she's done her homework yes cut to tough in the bar and the car arrives and tough goes where'd you get that buckle so where did he get that buckle did valeria have something to do with it how long had it been missing did she steal it to pay off her debts is there something else going on because we get another flash forward of a flashback like scenes from next week of a flashback of austin saying to her i know your secrets i think her secret's bigger than gambling debts as a reminder we know that valeria comes from money has some sort of hidden backstory in the very beginning of this episode she makes a comment about the lace and missy's like since when are you an expert in lace and valeria's like "Mm." how does missy Either does Valeria have an expert backstory? Like, is she just like, ah, my family's dead. Like, you'll never see them again. Where does Missy think she came from? Yeah, she just poof out of thin air. Yes. It's almost like the way home where like, what the hell is her name? No one questions that Alice doesn't have a home. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) She just always emerges out of the woods every single time with wet hair. Yeah, it's like that. It's like nobody asks questions of Valeria. Like, tell me, where are you from? Where's your story? Like, nothing. I think Valeria is the key storyline in this episode. The wedding drives it forward, but obviously we don't care about the wedding, just all of the effects of the wedding. Mm -hmm. 
And from Gus's mom recognizing Valeria, I never miss a face. And she assumes that she worked somewhere that they used to go. And she says, it'll come to me. And there's all these little moments that are adding up. And Val breaks down to tough. Do you? Well, in this scene was very nice where tough was like, you're our family. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was really nice. Do you think she like finally tells him everything? I do. Okay. I think it has to be because she they go into the house and they have to tell Isabel and Missy. I think they do. But is she just going to tell who she is or are we finally going to get the big secret too? I don't think who she is is enough of a revelation that Tuff needs to have this, we need to have a talk with Isabel and Missy. Yeah. There has to be something bad. Okay. Well, I was formerly a rich girl and my mom died. And for some reason, I... I'll be interested. This is the first time. <laughs> this is the first time the end of this episode. I was like, okay, now I'm interested to see what happens next week. I have a couple questions that we didn't address and I just want to throw out there. Okay. One, why do you Cash and Valeria run out the back door of the house and through the field <laughs> with the dress? I don't know. Hang it up in a closet, you bozos. Yeah, hide it. You don't have to run away with it. Valeria... Yeah, asking missy oh are you gonna be in the family photos they've been dating for like an hour and a half no she is not (laughs) going to be in the family photos i don't know if you caught it but when isabel rolls up the mcmurray stadium plans she rolls them diagonally like she's just trying to roll them up quickly and she does it diagonally and they end up in a cone and it drives me bananas did not notice that nope at one point when the dress was ruined i wasn't sure if they were going to be able to fix it i wondered is she gonna wear missy's dress Ooh, that would have been weird. Mm-mm-mm. I liked the final conversation between Isabel and Missy. They're talking about relationships. And Isabel says, I just like to skip the whining and dining part. Mm. And Missy's like, I like the whining and dining. I just want someone to wake up to. I liked that conversation. But if I had a date again, I agree with Isabel. I don't want to do the whining, dining, getting to know you nonsense. The dating actual part of it? Yes. No, thank you. (laughs) Just skip to the comfortably in a relationship part. Hey, friends, thanks for listening to this recap of Ride, episode eight. Two more episodes to go in this series. If you love this podcast, we love your five-star ratings and reviews. Open the Apple Podcast app, tap the five stars, and let everybody know why you love listening to us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.